Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack, and today I'm going to teach you three ways that you can use to research private companies. So why is research important? Well, we've talked about this on previous episodes, but essentially, if you want to win in the job search, you need to show the hiring team and your potential employer that you know exactly what they're looking for, what their goals are, what their challenges are, what initiatives they're driving, and then you need to align your experience to that. And the only way to do that successfully and effectively is to do your research so that you understand those things, right? So why private companies? Well, a lot of the tactics out there, they pertain to public companies that have a lot of information, right? So if we're talking about looking on financial websites or listening to earnings calls or anything like that, that's all only available for public companies. Whereas private companies, they're not required to share as much information. And so they usually don't. And it can be harder to find information on those companies that's relevant to what we're looking for, right? But if we know where to look, and if we have a specific blueprint for getting this information, we can actually uncover a lot more than it might appear to be available at first glance. So today we're going to talk about three of those tactics that I used all the time when I was researching private companies and that we still use with our clients today. So the first tactic is going to be finding interviews with employees and leadership. So at a lot of these companies, big or small, there are going to be people who are evangelizing the brand, right? They're going to be out there. They're going to have an online presence. They're going to have a brand, right? They're speaking at events. They're sharing blog posts. They're active on social media. And these people tend to be almost the face of the company. And they're talking a lot about the future and the roadmap and the challenges. So if we can find these instances, right, whether it's an interview or a keynote speech or a post they wrote, we can get a lot more information. So what I like to do is start with the company's leadership team. So I will type in the company name and then I will type in leadership team and I'll run a search. So if we were looking for, let's say, Airbnb's leadership team, I would literally go to a search engine and type in Airbnb leadership team. And then I would look at what comes up and there'll usually be a page on the company's own website. If not, there are a lot of other sites that basically consolidate all of this info. So you should be able to find it pretty easily. And then what I'm going to do is look at the main players, right? CEO, CTO, COO. And I'm really going to dial into the one that best aligns with where I'm looking to go, right? So if I'm in sales, I'm probably looking at a CEO. But if I'm in software engineering, I might be looking at the CTO and placing more emphasis there because what that person is sharing is just going to be a lot more relevant to my situation. But we also want to go one deeper than just the executive suite. We want to try to find anybody else, whether it's a VP or a director, anybody who's evangelizing the company and is speaking to the initiatives and the goals and the challenges. And we also want to see if we can find information from them too, because their sources and their information is just as good sometimes as what's coming out of the C-level. And sometimes you even get some extra nuggets that C-level folks may not share. So how do we find these interviews? Well, what I'm going to do is use both Google and YouTube. And what I'm going to do is type in the person's name and then interview or the person's name and podcast. And I'm going to see what comes up. And typically, you know, after you may have to try a couple of names, it may not be the first person. 
But after you go through a couple names, if you run a search for interviews and podcasts, both on YouTube and on Google or your favorite search engine, you should come up with a couple of them. And they can range from two to five minutes all the way up to an hour plus, right? Depending on if it's uh, an interview with somebody who's asking questions, whether it's a keynote speech at a major conference. But when you get to listen to this person talk about their product and their brand for even five minutes or sometimes more than an hour, you get so much information because you hear everything right from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So you can understand the language that they use, right? And you may have been familiar with the phrase, you know, hey, now you're speaking my language. Well, that's actually rooted in a psychological principle or concept called mirroring. And mirroring is something that we use to build relationships. We essentially mirror the person in order to increase our familiarity and increase that bond with them. So when it comes to interviewing at companies or speaking to somebody who works at your target company, if you can use the same language, the same internal lingo, the same jargon, you can speak about stuff the same ways that they do internally, you're going to come off as a lot more credible. And this is one of the easy ways to do that. On top of that, as much prep goes into some of these interviews, they still are live and some things can be thrown in off the cuff and you never know what golden nugget might be sitting in this specific talk or speech that the person is giving that you wouldn't find in a Forbes article that may have been edited out of a Wall Street Journal article. So it's just a great way to get some nuggets of information as well. And I also listen to these on one and a half to two X speed so I can get through them really, really quickly. And I try to listen to as many as I possibly can. So the first tactic there is going and finding those interviews with employees or C-level folks or evangelists and listening to those. The second tactic is surveying customers. So a lot of people say, you know, how could I ever find this information? This this is a company, private company. It's all this data, all this info is kind of behind closed doors. I don't work there. How would I ever know? Well, if there's one set of people who are not going to be afraid to share feedback, it's going to be customers. They have no qualms about telling you what's on their mind. So what I would do is I would sit down and come up with actually a couple of target groups. So the first would be my target company's customers. So the people who are actually buying the product of my target company. But I wouldn't stop at my target company. I would actually look at their competitors as well because the competitors are going after the same target set. And our competitors may have different messaging. They may have features and benefits that our customers like that we don't have that could be a great option to add in. And there's just going to be more information to be had when we include the the customers of our competitors or our target company's competitors as well. And then finally, I want to look for prospects who fit the target demographics. So they may not be customers yet. They may not be customers of our target company or their competitors, but they fit the target demographic. And then what I do is I would make a list of all the people I could think of in those groups. So this could be family, this could be friends, it could be coworkers, it could be people in a professional community. I would just make a list of all the people that I could think of. And if I couldn't come up with anybody, if I didn't know anybody who used the products, I would go look for communities where those people hung out. So maybe it was a subreddit or maybe there was a Slack community or a Facebook group or forums where all of these people, whether they are current customers or prospects or ex-customers or whatever, where they all hung out. And then what I would do is I would create a three question survey and I would do this in Google forums because it's what I found to be easiest. You could use something like SurveyMonkey if you wanted to as well. But the three questions I would ask are one, what do you love most about this company? Two, if you could wave a magic wand and have them add, fix or change anything, what would it be? And then three, what, if anything, would a competitor have to do to get you to switch over to them? So those questions give us a lot of information, right? The first one 
what do you love about this company just gets this person talking about the things that they like, which is great information because that's where this company can double down. Number two is the flip side of that, right? If you could wave a magic wand and have this company add or fix or change anything, what would it be? We're basically saying, hey, what's broken? What needs fixing? What's missing? And this question is getting that information. And then finally, we go into the competitive space and we say, you know, hey, if you were going to switch to this company, what would it take for that to happen? What sort of incentive or what sort of features or what sort of differentiator would this company have to have in order to pull you away from that competitor? And then I would take all this information and I would include it in basically everything, right? I'd put it in my resume and my cover letter. I would weave it into my answers for informational interviews and formal interviews. And I would also try to use it to create a value validation project. So that is the second tip, getting out there and surveying company customers. That can be such a great way to get in the door. And then third is just trying to use the product or learn about the product myself. So for a lot of private companies, you're going to have the ability to get in and actually sign up for an account and play around with the product yourself. And I always encourage that you do that. But if for whatever reason, you know, this is, let's say, a B2B enterprise software or something like that, where it's not as easy for you to just sign up for an account, what you can do is actually go look up reviews, right? So you can go to a search engine, you can go to YouTube, and you can just type in the company name and then review. And there are all of these people out there who do super in-depth reviews of all of these different products. And they'll compare them to the, the competitors and they'll tell you the pros and cons. And they'll have, especially if you're on the YouTube side of things, you can get the visuals, you can actually see the product. And this is going to allow you to get inside, right? Get under the hood and understand what's going on. And that can open up a lot of opportunities, especially given you know your previous experience. When you see something in front of you, you're going to be much better able to pinpoint areas of opportunity and issues that the company is having that you could potentially solve. And this is especially true if you can get in there yourself. But those tutorials and those reviews are another great way to get under the hood. So I would always try to do this whenever possible. And I would even take it a step further. You know, if I wasn't able to get into the company's software, I would try to go through the sales process a little bit and pretend to be a prospect just to see how that process went. And then I'd also go look at reviews, right? I wouldn't just stop at tutorials or, you know, the in-depth reviews of the product, but I would go look at app store reviews, or I would go look at sites that aggregated reviews like a trust pilot, just to see what people were saying, just to see what customers and users were saying, because there's a lot of great aggregated data there as well. So those are the three ways that I used on top of your traditional stuff, right? You definitely want to be reading their website. You want to be following them on social. You want to be reading news articles about them. That's sort of table stakes. But then I would take it a step further with these three steps. And what I found was when I did these three things for private companies, I was so much more able to effectively communicate my value as it aligns to the goals that they had for the role. And that made it so much easier for them to see my value and to choose me over all of the the other candidates. So I'd highly encourage you to spend more time preparing and doing the research before you even submit an application or before you jump into an informational interview, because 80% of success when it comes to interviewing in the job search is done before you walk in the room. It's done in the preparation. And some of the anecdotal data I've seen recently is that most people are spending one to two hours preparing for these interviews, researching companies, when really you need to be spending a lot more time than that. So 
plan for that, build out a set of hours. I'd recommend maybe five hours at the minimum for a lot of these companies. And then go after these three tactics. Go listen to interviews, go survey customers and try to get your hands on the product. And if you do that, I promise you, you're gonna be so much more effective with your pitch and you're going to land more interviews and you're going to land more offers. So that's it for today. If you have any questions about anything that we spoke about, feel free to shoot me a text. My number's down below in the show notes, but here it is again. It's 201-479-9511. And thank you as always for listening. We'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.